This morning we heard Yelena sing our beautiful UU hymn, Just As Long As I Have Breath. This is probably my favorite UU hymn to the point that I've requested that people sing it at my own memorial service. To me, that song kind of acknowledges that life is challenging. We don't always get it right, but we just keep trying. We keep becoming. That's been a big theme for me in my life is to just keep trying. Say yes. Today we are exploring the idea of becoming. We find hope and we make meaning from noticing the process of our becoming, noticing how even the difficult and painful times grow us into our potential as spiritual beings. Mark Twain said, do not complain about growing old. It is a privilege denied to many. Wow, it's so true. I just turned 50 in April, and I've been reminded recently that as difficult as life can be, as strange and unsettling as it is to watch my body and my skin change into that of a middle-aged person, I know that to be alive a half a century is a privilege denied to many. I'm reminded of this every day because my second grade son's biological mother died unexpectedly when she was only 36 years old. Now, I never met Tanya, but the legacy of her relatively short life has ripples that run through our family and through the world. I've been amazed at how much the love and creativity and good humor of someone I never met can live on not just in her little boy, but in her artwork, her writing, and in the people who loved her. Each of us has the opportunity to live, leave a legacy of love, of humor, of creativity, of little kind gestures, things that we may have forgotten that we did, but may have touched someone else. We also leave a legacy of our mistakes. We leave a legacy of the times we have hurt one another. We are all weavers of this tapestry that we create together. And each of us has our own individual part to play. I remember in 2017, I was still attending First Universalist Church of Denver, and I had lost three people close to me in a short period of time. I asked my minister, Reverend Jeannie Shero, why does it have to be so hard? Why do we lose people we love? Why does it sometimes feel like we are drowning in this cascade of loss and sorrow? Now, Reverend Jeannie is a good UU minister, so she didn't pretend to know the answers to these questions. Instead, she gave me a metaphor that has stuck with me. Reverend Jeannie suggested that we are all in the river together, that our ancestors are behind us and they pass us the baton from behind. We do our life's work and then we pass it forward to those who will carry on after we are gone. We're just each of us doing our part, no more, no less. And just like Tanya left us this beautiful little boy, we now need to carry on. Somehow, that metaphor helped me feel like everything is happening as it should. Like, we don't have to solve 
global warming and racism all by ourselves. We don't have to be perfect. At the same time, we are helping build something together. Ursula Goodenough is a scientist and author and a religious naturalist. And she quotes her father as saying, life is like a coral reef. We each leave behind the best, strongest deposit so the reef can grow. But what's important, he says, is the reef. I find that expansive view of our lives and our legacy kind of reassuring. It reassures me that there's room to make mistakes, that our path to becoming can be windy and rough and full of potholes, but ultimately what's important is the reef, the whole, the legacy of good deeds and kind words, of our connections and our love for each other. Today, we are talking about becoming. It's a rather broad theme, since we're always becoming, whether we like it or not, from our first breath of air as newborn babies until our very last exhale. We never stop becoming. Sometimes in our becoming, we vacillate between a space of curiosity and courage that allows us to go out and expand ourselves. And then we can swing the pendulum the other side to the times that we come back and we bury ourselves under our hurt and our fear. But both those expansive, adventurous, bold times in our lives and the time we spend recovering or moving at a slower pace, both are essential parts in the cycle of our becoming. We need them both. As we age and we live more years in our bodies, we come to realize that after a few of those wrenching dark nights of the soul, the sun does come up again. And each dark night that we survive, we emerge more resilient and stronger. My favorite neuroscientist and psychologist, Dr. Stephen Sosny, uses neuroscience to help us understand ourselves better. And he points out that science has discovered an odd phenomena about our brains, that whatever emotional state we're in, it's hard for us to imagine anything else, like another emotional state, or that we won't always be in that one. We can see this when we observe little kids who think, Whatever is upsetting them is the end of the world. But as we get older, we realize more that the weather passes, that we will feel better later, that change will come. The sun comes up in the morning, spring comes after winter, and that we usually feel better after a good cry or some food or a nap. We realize that the ups and downs are all part of the process of our becoming. And in our faith tradition, as Unitarian Universalists, we believe that we are the stewards of our lives. We are the creators of our life stories. We believe that we have free will and the power to change outcomes. We believe in a free and responsible search for truth and meaning. And as you use, we tend to be less likely to follow what a person or an institution tells us to think or do. But we still get caught up in living up to other, trying to live up to other people's expectations. There's a story about this I really like. It's told by the late 
Martin Buber, who was an Israeli philosopher. And he used to tell this story about the great Hasidic rabbi Zusia. Buber said that on the rabbi's deathbed, he began to cry uncontrollably. And his students and disciples gathered round and tried to comfort him. And they asked, Rabbi, why do you weep? You are almost as wise as Moses. You are as hospitable as Abraham. And surely heaven will judge you favorably. Zeusia answered them, yes, it is true. When I go to heaven, I won't worry so much. If God asked me, Zeusia, why were you not more like Abraham? Or Zeusia, why were you not more like Moses? Because I know I would be able to answer those questions. After all, I was not given the righteousness of Abraham or the faith of Moses, but I tried to be both hospitable and thoughtful. Then rabbi, they asked, why do you weep? The rabbi answered, what will I say when God asked me, Zeusia? Why were you not more like Zeusia? That is the question for each of us, isn't it? Jenny, why weren't you more like Jenny? Sue, why weren't you more like Sue? Well, who we are meant to become and how do we find that balance between finding our own path and meeting the expectations of others? Each of us has our own personality and it drives us to be more of a conformist or a rebel. And for some people, conformity to social norms is who they are. Not everybody is meant to buck the tide. And now that I'm older, I don't value rebellion for the sake of rebellion. But I do value the pursuit of our own inner callings. Our lives are an opportunity to use our imagination and to be intentional in our becoming. Like that little eaglet in our reading today who just pecked along with the chickens eating bugs, walking on the ground, sometimes we need to go to the mountaintop for inspiration to remind us of our potential. That's the beauty in the big mystery, the game of trying things on to figure out who we are and what we will become. Sometimes on these windy roads of our becoming, we might try on conformity. We might do what's expected of us and impresses others. And then we might try something that other people don't resonate with or revere. There's a website called The School of Life, and they posted an essay called Becoming Free. It's called Becoming Free is about when our choices might not meet with general approval. The essay reads, at the party, we can risk someone not being at all impressed by what we do or regarding our, our living arrangements as unorthodox or our opinions as odd, but we don't mind too much because we've become free. Our sense of what our life is about is no longer so confused with the notion of meeting the expectations of others. The school of life is right on. Sometimes it is appropriate to make socially approved choices when they help us align with our core values. And then other times we need to be willing to step outside the norm and risk being misunderstood or mislabeled, or judged, or othered. But like the School of Life essay reminds us, 
we don't have to mind too much. That inner compass keeps us motivated and inspired and lets us know that we are becoming more of ourselves. As we get older, we often get less concerned with what people think that needs to look like. We're busy tuning into our passions and our core values because as we get older, we realize the finite nature of our lives. We're not going to be here forever. We're going to have to pass that baton forward. We develop more loyalty to our inner guidance. But goodness knows, we each have our own idiosyncrasies, our strange passions, our motivations that people just don't get. Not everyone understands the beauty and treasure of owning a pet pig like I do. Not everyone understood my grandpa in a small town in Nebraska when he insisted on keeping his stucco house painted neon green. And the older he got, the less he cared what anybody thought about that neon green house on North Main Street. Sometimes we let our freak flags fly, and other times we keep our quirks to ourselves. But it's good practice to love ourselves enough to be curious about what inspires us, to be intentional about which passions we pursue. It's good practice because when it comes to swimming upstream for our core values and convictions, we better love ourselves enough to endure the judgment of other people. We have a culture war going on in our country, and if we're going to stand up for our UU values, we have to be ready to imagine something better and to stand behind that vision. Dr. Stasny also talks about our core values. He claims each of us operates from some very basic priorities, whether we realize it or not. As Unitarian Universalists, we're pretty intentional. We articulate our core values of fairness, freedom, equality, and interdependence. We strive to let our core values guide our becoming. Then we might find ourselves working within a system, or we might find ourselves being the ones that other people call weird, or stupid, or oversensitive, or dangerous. As we're becoming, are we willing to be called weird or stupid or oversensitive or dangerous? Definitely, it's not easy, but as we get older, we become more comfortable generally with being the weird one. I now have no problem saying water, no straw to the server in a restaurant. I don't care what people think anymore. But it gets harder when we put on our Black Lives Matter t-shirt and go out into public and we know that there are people with dangerous, hateful ways of being. And yet it's important that we be true to ourselves and our core values. We have this opportunity to leave our mark on the world like the coral reef and to remember that what's important is the reef. As we move on into our week, into the hot summertime, may we carry with us a memory to remember to be like Tanya, the woman I never met whose love and kindness have forever changed my family and this world. 
May we intentionally channel our becoming into the most loving and compassionate, strong, confident direction possible. Because we are going to keep changing. So we may as well be intentional about how we change, which direction we go, and what we pass on to the next generation. I'd like to leave you this morning with a prayer by the white UU minister, Amanda Poppy. Amanda writes, Spirit of life and love, come to me in this moment. Wrap around the fullness of me, the nowness of me, the meanness of me. Let me breathe in who I am right now. Wrap around the fullness of me and leave room. Leave room for the rest of me, the me I haven't yet discovered, the me I am becoming. Let me breathe in who I am going to be. Spirit of life and love, stay with me as I become. Blessed be and may it be so.